This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Redman TV. Stay here. here. Hope all is well. Apologies for the impromptu video setup that I've got here at home, but I thought it was very important just to jump on the channel and discuss the latest news about Mohamed Salah. I'm sure you've all seen it and heard about it by now. Uh, his agent, Rami Abbas, has tweeted that Mohamed Salah's injury is more serious than first thought. He will be out between 21 and 28 days not the two games that it was originally thought. Um, he says his best chance of participating in the AFCON is by undergoing intensive rehabilitation in the UK and rejoining the team as soon as he is fit. With that all being said, um, it feels like Mohamed Salah's AFCON is probably over. There's a chance Egypt aren't even in the AFCON anyway, very, very shortly. Um, that, that 21 to 28 days gets you pretty close uh, to a final, probably, well, it gets you past the, if it's the latter end of that, he's not playing, um, that's a simple that, in the AFCON, and as it stands, I'll be honest, it doesn't look like Egypt are going to get there anyway, they haven't been particularly impressive, um, from a Liverpool point of view, if, you know, if Egypt were knocked out early doors, Liverpool might hope to have had Salah back sooner rather than later, but again, it, on that timeline, there's, I'm just checking here, there's a chance that he misses plenty of footy for the Reds, you, you're looking at, Maybe the game against Burnley on the 10th of February. Uh, if not that, maybe Brentford on the 17th. So we'll definitely miss Norwich in the Cup, which obviously... Uh, and uh, Sorry, Fulham in the Cup and Norwich in the Cup, which we knew we'd probably miss anyway. There's Chelsea on the 31st of Jan. Arsenal, which is a big one. Arsenal away on Sunday the 4th of February. Then Liverpool play Burnley at home on the 10th of February. And Brentford on the 17th. Now, we've seen in the past, Moser... A relatively quick healer, but even with that being said, the, the likelihood of him being back for that Arsenal game, even if Egypt um, were knocked out of the cup, looks very, very, very slim. Um, which, like I say, is a blow for everyone involved. The, the glass half full way of looking at this, and this again, you, you, it, it's never good when a, when a star player is injured. Of course it's not, but maybe, maybe from a Liverpool point of view, if we treat this as if Salah was away because Egypt had got to the final of the AFCON, um, then 
effectively he isn't missing any re any too many more games than he would have in that situation anyway. Um, and he's also not putting the extra miles in his legs, and that could prove really, really crucial come the end of the season. It's never nice, of course, when players get injured. It, it, it's 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 a stinker. But what it might do for Salah is just allow him to have a bit of time off. So he got injured a couple of a couple of days ago. I think it was the 18th. He'll be off potentially until the 17th. He gets a month off without playing. Now he's going to be doing intense rehab, of course he is, but he's not playing that many games, and we've seen. For example, with the likes of... I'm thinking of Alexis McAllister, who we all saw at Bournemouth yesterday. He's missed time with an injury, and it feels like he's come back in, and he's really, really fresh. He hasn't gone through the grind of loads and loads of games, and potentially that could happen for Salah. Now, of course, things can go the other way. Hamstring injuries are notoriously difficult to get over for some people. Maybe not for Mo Salah, because he is basically a freak. And I mean that in, in the nicest possible way of the word freak. He's almost superhuman. He very, very, very rarely gets any injuries. This type of injury is, is very uncommon for Salah. Probably goes to show the demands that are being put on footballers at the moment. Um, with game time and schedules. Um, even someone like Salah, who, like I say, his fitness record is phenomenal. He's hardly missed any games with Liverpool other than when he's away with Egypt in Afcons, it's very, very, very rare that Mohamed Salah isn't fit. This type of injury could act, should act. It probably won't as a wake-up call to the authorities of just how much they're putting these footballers through. Liverpool this season have even tried to look after Salah a bit more. Um, you know, there's been Europa League games where he sat out. He's been subbed off a couple of times. If Liverpool were in a season where you know they were playing Champions League football as well, which they often are, and they're going to be again. It looks like anyway, unless something dramatic happens, they're going to be in one next season. If that was the case, Salah would have played even more and even more minutes. And I think this should act as a wake-up call that even people like Mohamed Salah, who are effectively superheroes uh, in terms of their reliability and their fitness, even they're getting injured. Something needs to be looked at in terms of the schedule. I, th I think it's obvious. And the AFCON issue is never going to go away. It is what it is. It's never ideal that it happens in the middle of a season. Um for most players in Europe, now again, it's hard to get any other way round that really, given, again, the climate of um, of what it would be like in, in the, the European summer, for, for lack of a better way, when the, the European leagues finish for summers. It's probably not really likely that you can play in Africa at those times, given the change in climate as well. But it is definitely an issue that's, well, it is something that's causing issues. They're, you know, the best player at the AFCON, the most famous player at the AFCON is injured now. Um Again, that that could happen at any point. Of course, we've seen players miss big summer tournaments for for, for European and South American sides. So that can happen, but I do think it's a blow for the Afcon as a whole as well. That that Salah is missing. But from a purely selfish Liverpool point of view, like I say, we can get by without him. Liverpool showed yesterday they can get by without Salah. But the fact that you know that that Arsenal away game would have been one that you know we gotta be careful, like. I'm sorry to the Egyptian fans who are watching this, but like from a pure Liverpool bias point of view, I wanted Egypt to get knocked out of the AFCON pretty much straight away and to have Salah back. And there's a chance that that could have happened for the Arsenal game, but this injury situation means that that um, that's unlikely to happen now. Well, it, it seems very, very unlikely that Salah will be fit for that one. Liverpool have got some big games that are going to have to play without him, the, the Chelsea and the, and the Arsenal one as well. Um, we saw... Like I say, yesterday, the Reds are capable of beating teams without them. Don't get me wrong. They've still got goals in the team. They've got another two players now in Jota and Darwin Nunez who are above 10 goals for the season. 
Cody Gappo's on nine goals for the season. They're scoring goals from midfield, you know. Um, there's a chance that Trent could be back even in, as early as the Fulham game. He's been getting goals. So, boss like Diaz has been scoring as well. So, Liverpool do have the goals to go around, but they are without their most potent threat. Um, and they're going to be without him for a significant amount of time. And it's very, very rare, actually, that um, we hear anything from the Salah camp. You know, Rami, sometimes he, he gets a bit of stick for that. You know, he chats in riddles or whatever. Um, he's been very, very clear with this one. Obviously, it, it means a lot for Salah to play for Egypt, and he said that himself. So he'll be absolutely devastated for this one. Um, I think it shows the positives that Liverpool potentially got their own way with getting Salah back to the UK for his rehab. Because, um, you know, and, and listen, I don't blame Egypt and I don't blame Salah. If, if there was a chance that he could have played at any point in the next, in, you know, he missed a couple of games but then was back for, say, a potential quarter-final or semi-final, they probably might have took a risk on him. We saw the risk be taken um, in the summer when he, he played in a World Cup, basically after his arm nearly fell off, um, when, when Sergio Ramos in 2018, you know, injured him in that final and, we've, and, and Salah was back playing for Egypt in that summer so he's obviously he's shown that he's more than willing to do that in the past um, again I don't know who's made this decision on, on, on who got him back to Liverpool or whatever but it looks like it might have been, it's been a real blessing because whatever the diagnosis is it's, it's clearly changed than what we first thought it would be where Jürgen Klopp um, and the Egyptian FA was talking about Salah maybe getting back for a semi-final or a final, this new time frame, the 21 to 28 days, puts that in real, real jeopardy. So for Liverpool, it's kind of as you were. It's almost like they've, they've lost Salah for the entire AFCON anyway, which could have been a possibility. So Liverpool would have planned to potentially play these games with Salah. But the fact that Egypt are struggling, there was a potential chance to get him back earlier. But now this injury, of course, has, has put, in a, put a damper on that one. So yeah, again, sorry for the fact that you know I'm at home. Um, it's a very late one. This news broken late in, but really wanted to react to the news. Let us know your thoughts in the comment in the comment section below on how yeah your thoughts on Salah's injury, what Liverpool are going to do in the next couple of weeks. Are you confident that they still can, they can still beat the likes of Chelsea and Arsenal without the Egyptian king? So yeah, let us know your thoughts in the comment section below. Please give the video a thumbs up. Please subscribe to the channel as well. And yeah, we'll be back with more content from the studio on Tuesday. See you all then.